week three, Thursday night football, Giants at 49ers. Let's go. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Taking the Points podcast, part of the SB Nation NFL show, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNFL, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Chris Dunnels, at Chris Dunnels on Twitter, joined as always by Jay Spence. Jay Spence, say hello to the people. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? And what's up with you, Chris? It's been a good weekend for both of us, I feel like. So I, I'm energetic today. I'm ready for the weekend already. That's right. So how are you feeling? A lot better. I got my voice It back. doesn't matter how you're feeling. Nope, nope, okay? nope. That doesn't because work. Because stats, play the music, play the music. Nope. Play nope. the bell. It doesn't work. I just demolished you last week. It was minute. embarrassing. You were nope. showing your face on the podcast this week. And you deserve respect just for that. So congratulations on at least being willing to show your face today after just skunking all of your bets. I hope none of the people listen to you. I hope they all place all of my bets. Wait a minute. Not all of them. I won some of them. You just so happen to have a good day and you won most of them. I will give you your I will give you your flowers today, Chris. You know what, Chris? Bravo. Do it again because week one you were terrible. So do it again. You know what? Stop living that far in the past. We're talking about last week and screw it stats. Play the bell again. All right. So this week, Giants at 49ers, man, this is going to be this is going to be something. So normally, if, if the people don't know, after two weeks, it's usually just you and me, Spence, and we bring in uh, stats every now and then to share his thoughts. But as a 49ers fan, I feel like this is going to be a show where we got to get his take. He follows the team closer than you and I would. So let's throw it to him to start. Stats opening line, 10 right now. So 49ers minus 10. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are take the Niners and give the points. I think this is going to be a beatdown in Santa Clara. It's the home opener for the Niners. They're wearing the 94 throwbacks, which are the best 49ers jerseys. And everybody knows, look good, play good. And Saquon Barkley's not going to go for the Giants more than likely. How the hell are the Giants going to score? I think the Niners are going to smash the Giants. I would easily give the points. Spence? I can't even, I don't have anything to add to that. You know, it's, it's going to be a complete embarrassment if you're a, a, a Giants fan. And I, I hate that for you because you already suffered one week one to the Cowboys and you're going to suffer another one. And I, and I, I love Brian Dayball, you know, he and uh, Joe Shane, they come from Buffalo, you know, and for me, I root for those guys. They're like Buffalo East, except I don't want to claim them this week because the San Francisco 49ers are absolutely going to dog walk them and it's not going to be fair. I guess I'm the lone wolf then who thinks that the Giants, they don't have a chance to win the game. I agree with you there. But double digits, that's that's a lot. Ten points is a lot. And just going back last week, the I get the Giants were, were down 21 and had to come back to beat the Cardinals, and obviously the 49ers were much better than the Cardinals. But we've seen the Giants' offense be able to move the ball with Daniel Jones. So, Stas, you're giving the Giants no credit against this 49ers defense no I'm not Daniel Jones is going to get some rushing yards for sure because first of all he's going to be under pressure all night long and he's he can run we've seen Daniel Jones can run 
but that's the only way the Giants are going to be able to move the ball, especially because we saw the Rams move the ball on the Niners in the first half last week. And I think they kind of learned their lesson like, all right, we can't just sit back and zone because people are going to pick us apart. The Niners adjusted in the second half, shut the Rams down, and I don't think they're going to make the same mistake against the Giants. Vegas odds makers, DraftKings, maybe it's only because too much money was getting placed on the 49ers, or maybe they know something we don't. But the line has moved a smidge, both the spread and the money line. So money line opened Giants plus 410, 49ers minus 550. So if you bet $100 on the Giants and they were to win at the old odds, it would pay off 410. It's now moving to plus 425. But at the same time, the spread has moved from minus 10.5 to minus 10. Stats, what, what do you think is causing some of the movement here with these numbers? I think people are just a little scared, possibly. I, honestly, I don't know. I would give this, I would take the Giants at 10, or the, excuse me, I would take the 49ers minus 10. I would take the 49ers minus 10 and a half. I would take the 49ers minus 14, to be honest with you. I think they're going to crush the Giants. They're going to get up by multiple scores early. They're going to force Daniel Jones to have to drop back and pass. And then I think that defensive line is going to eat. So, Spence, the individual team uh, odds right now, Giants are 16 and a half points. Do you think the Giants get to 16 and a half? Uh, well, I do. I predict my final score prediction for the game was 38 to 17. So I guess that makes that just qualifies them to hit their point total. But um, I'm going to I'm going to piggyback off of what stat says. Like this is I know you you mentioned that they came back against the Cardinals. I think we all understand the Cardinals are not a good football team and the Cardinals aren't expected to be a good football team. So they had to scrap in the fourth quarter to come back and to win a game against a team that doesn't have like a true number one wide receiver. They don't, I love James Conner, but I mean, is, is he a threat? Is he Christian McCaffrey? And I just, I just don't see it happening. And the, and the Jets defense, man, they give up a lot of plays to running backs as receivers. Christian McCaffrey hasn't had a big game as a receiver yet this year. I'm, I'm telling you, this is the game that he's going to go off on the ground and in the passing game. It's, it's just, gonna, it's going to be, I'm, I'm very concerned for, for Giants fans. Well, that means, so the 49ers, their point total line is 27 and a half. It sounds like, Spence, you think the 49ers are going to blow past that. Take it. Take it. Take it. Put put it. Put everything you got. <laughs> you agree? 49ers get over 27 and a half? I do. There's only been one start in Brock Purdy's regular season career where he hasn't put up 30 points, and that was a short week Thursday night game where he played with broken ribs, and they didn't even know if he was going to be able to throw the ball a half hour before the game started. Every other start for Brock Purdy, even last week, when he didn't even play particularly well and left 14 points on the field because he overthrew a couple of deep guys, they still put up 30 points. So until that streak you know, shows any significant signs of stopping, I got to go Niners to score at least 30. And let me say this. Like, so they scored 30 in both week one and two. They, that's the same total that they had both weeks. The defenses that I feel like they faced, I think they have better defenses already than the Giants. The Giants are not the team that they were last year. I don't know what what changed culturally or whatever, but this is not going to be the game, Chris, that, that um, Giants fans hope. And I, I hear you wanting it to not be that way because you want that spread not to cut. You know, you want them to, to, to beat the spread. It's not happening, man. Not happening. Well, before we start getting into parlays then, because I feel like you're going to end up having the 49ers against the spread in some of your parlays, let's talk about the first scoring play. 
It's something we've kept up with the first two weeks. And week one, stats killed it. Week two, skunk across the board. There were four options. The three of us picked three, and the one we didn't pick was the correct answer. So let's see how we can do now in week three. We got four options for the first score of the game. Giants TD at plus 425. Giants field goal at plus 400. 49ers touchdown at plus 120. And 49ers field goal at plus 320. Stats, you won week one, and this is your team. So first dibs, what are you liking? I got to take 49ers touchdown. They've scored touchdowns in their first two drives of the year, or, or first drive on each game of the year, I should say. Um, I think if the Giants win the toss, they're going to defer, so the Niners will get the ball first. And I, especially first drive scripted, Kyle Shanahan's going to have all the bread and butter plays. I think the Niners are going to go right down, stuff it in the end zone. Spence, I'll let you go next. What are you liking then? I just feel like I'm copycatting stats and I don't like it, but uh, I'm going to go with the same thing. I just really feel like from the from the beginning, out the gate, this is going to be an embarrassment. Take the 49ers for a touchdown here. Well, that's boring. I, I don't like it. I, I need some something on the other side. So you know what? I'll do it. I'll be brave. I'm going to live my truth, right? I'm going to say 49ers field goal at plus 400. <laughs> oh, that's so brave. I think the, <laughs> uh, so there we go. Or no, it's plus three twenty. That's so brave of you, Chris. Why don't you yep. why don't you take the Giants touchdown? Take that first. You you believe in Brian Dayball in this offense. You've seen him score the point. Isn't that what you just said a few minutes ago? You've seen him move the ball. You know what? You know what? Take it back. I take it back. Do it. Let's go Giants field goal. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do wow, it. you will do just, that. You just got baited into that by Jay. That <laughs> is brutal. Doesn't matter. I, I feel it. <laughs> that wasn't just Spence. That was that was my heart speaking to me. I got to get you back for the Vikings last week, man. That, that would it was horrible. I had a bad week, man. I I got to get my lick back. <laughs> you know what? Doesn't matter. It's not going to come here. Giants are kicking that field goal as the first score of the game, and then Stat shakes his head. They, the the people can't hear your guys' eyes roll and and head shake when I start saying this. I think they can. Uh, yeah, I think everybody at the same time collectively listening to this was like, <laughs> what is going on with Chris? Were you the fan that was at the Bills game? Did you hear about that? The fan that was like high on LSD, cocaine, weed and alcohol that fell into the pit of the new stadium that's being built. They had to dig him out for like more than 10, 10 feet down. Was it was that you? Because clearly you're talking crazy. No, but that sounds like a good time. Let's just be <laughs> honest, right? insane man obviously oh. what i'm saying is not <laughs> that is not condoned by DraftKings sportsbooks let's no, make no, no. that very clear don't do drugs kids support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team now more than ever educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference that's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's 
S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Now let's go into our parlays. I know we've done this the first couple weeks, but Spence, if you could, again, for the people, in case they don't know, explain the idea of a parlay. Yeah, a parlay is it's a bet or it's a combination of bets um, where multiple wagers are combined into one single bet. And so when you select two or more outcomes, you have to bet on all of them and they all have to hit for you to win. If if one of them doesn't hit, the entire bet is gone. So uh, for this, we're, we're doing our, our passive and aggressive parlays, normally three or four legs. I think I think I did four legs last week on one. Uh, so if I do three this week, all three have to hit in order for you to make your money. That's right. So all or nothing. So either they all hit and then you get the payout, or if one of them doesn't, they all end up losing. So what I try to do is a series of parlays, maybe one that's a little more conservative, one that might be a little more aggressive, uh, depending on how risk averse or uh, how risk fun you might be. So I'm going to start with my conservative parlay. And stats, here's what I want to do. I want to Go over my conservative parlay. I want Spence to share his. And then I want you to chime in your thoughts on the two. And if you had to pick one of the two parlays, which one you're liking. Sound good? Yes. All right. So my conservative parlay is 49ers money line because I still think the 49ers are going to win. Let's be clear. Giants over nine and a half points. And then here's the, the kicker that might cause some stress. 49ers under... 34 and a half. Those odds are plus 115. So you could double your money. $100 bet pays out 115. That's 49ers win the game. Giants score 10 or more points. 49ers score 34 or less. Spence, what do you got? I think I have to recalibrate going forward because my my less aggressive seems way more aggressive than yours every week. Uh, but mine, I, mine is uh, plus 600. So I guess that's way aggressive then, but I have uh, Brandon Ayuk scoring an anytime touchdown. I have over 29 and a half receiving yards for Christian McCaffrey. And then I have the 49ers covering the spread at, or co- taking, you know, take the points with that for minus 10. Um, and that's plus 600. I think that is probably free money right there. The only thing that I feel would be difficult there might be the anytime touchdown for Brendan Ayuk if one of the other receivers go off. Uh, I got to go with Chris on this one. Uh, I don't know that Brandon Ayuk's going to play. He's got a banged up shoulder. Reportedly, there's no collarbone, broken bones or anything, but it's a pain tolerance issue. The Niners have this game on Thursday. Then they have the Cardinals. Then they have the Cowboys on Sunday night football which potentially could be for the number one seed in the NFC. I don't know that Ayuk's going to play. I think maybe the Niners rest him. And so because of that uncertainty, I can't take your bet, Spence. No, that's fair. I, and see, that's why you're the man for the 49ers. And I, I should have texted you before I even I even put that parlay together. Well, let me jump then into my more aggressive parlay that's still not as aggressive as Spence's conservative one. But here we go. We got Daniel Jones, over 200 passing yards. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown score. And point total for the game, both teams combine to be under 44.5. That is plus 500. So $100 bet will pay out 500 bucks there. Nice. I, I think I like that one too. Um, I'm going to go, my again, my, my aggressive is way more aggressive apparently because I'm at plus 950. I have McCaffrey at an anytime touchdown score. I actually have Daniel Jones as an anytime touchdown score. I think he's going to get one with his legs. Um, I have Brock Purdy 
uh, for over 230 and a half passing yards. And then my fourth leg here, I'm going to throw Daniel Jones on there for over 214 and a half passing yards. I don't think that um, they they score enough points to keep up with them, but I think that Brian Dayball does enough to try and at least try to move the ball down and make it happen. I think Daniel Jones has a decent day, but with no Saquon Barkley, they just can't punch it in the end zone. Here's what's tripping me up. The point total under 44 and a half is the only thing. I hate unders. I just have a natural aversion to unders. I don't like rooting for things not to happen. Um, but Spence, man, you got so many legs on this parlay. Just it makes me nervous. Uh, you know, you got multiple. That's, that's a lot, man. I have a hard enough time getting three to hit. So I think I got to go with Chris again. Go with it. And then when he loses and I win, <laughs> I want an apology. I want an apology, man. I do yeah, think yeah. We'll, we'll remember that. I think that Dable is going to, this is going to be a kitchen sink game because I think he knows conventionally they're going to have a tough time moving the ball. I think you're going to see flea flickers from the giants, or, you know, double reverse, maybe a fake punt or fake field goal. I think you're going to see crazy stuff from Brian Dable in this game. Yep. I agree. And that's why I think Daniel Jones will get the yards. I think, you know, if you, you might get a play in the third quarter that uh, you might surprise the 49ers on something crazy and he might get a big play. Um, so yeah, Daniel Jones, he's going to get some yards and again, he's going to have to scramble. So he's going to get though. He's going to get something with his legs and I just can't see McCaffrey not going off tonight. I just can't. So I agree. So let me then go into my, you had, I think plus was it nine fifty with yep, that? That was nine fifty. Yep. So I'm going to up that a little bit. And here's another parlay then. And my super aggressive parlay last week hit at plus 1,000. This is going to be plus 1,200. Nice. So three legs. Christian McCaffrey, we said he's going to have a big game. I agree. I'm saying two or more scores for Christian McCaffrey. Matt Breida, anytime TD. I agree. I don't think Saquon's playing. I think Breida becomes the primary ball carrier for the Giants. If they get third and goal on the one, sure, Daniel Jones could run it in, but I think Breida punches it in. And then 49ers, I'm going to go with you guys on this one, and I'll say 49ers minus 10. So 49ers will destroy the uh, the Giants in this parlay. That is plus 1,200. Stats, you must love this one. Anytime you have the 49ers destroying anyone, I love it. The only thing that makes me nervous is the Brita anytime touchdown. Cause I do feel like if the giants get close, like maybe they get a penalty in the end zone that puts them at the one, but I think Daniel Jones is getting that care. Matt Breed is not exactly a goal line back. And I know this because he played for the 49ers. So that's the only part of that. That scares me. I think Daniel Jones is going to be Mr. Everything for the giants offense. So I, I'm not on board with that. Everything else I like. Mine is better, Chris. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. No, I'm just saying that I did it. The McCaffrey anytime score, Daniel Jones anytime score, Brock Purdy 230 and a half over passing yards, and Daniel Jones 214 and a half passing yards over. Like, I get it. Stat says it's too many legs for him to be comfortable, but I mean, those are damn good legs. We've got sexy legs here. So I wanted to pull it up and see if you took my super aggressive parlay and you said 49ers. Uh, against the spread, Christian McCaffrey, two or more touchdowns, and you change it to Daniel Jones as an anytime touchdown score. If you like that more than Brita, that makes the odds plus 1,100. So it goes from plus 1,200 to plus 1,100. So you're still $100 bet pays out over 1,000. So Stats, you're liking that one then. Yes, I could get on board for that. You know what, Chris? I'm going to play that one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to play that one this week. So I'll, if it wins, thank you. 
You're welcome. People in advance, you're welcome. If not, if Matt Breida scores the rushing <laughs> touchdown and Daniel Jones doesn't, then we're going to have a long talk and we're going to have to go to marriage counseling, the three of us. Wait, so you are you officially changing? No, no, no. I'm keeping mine. I'm going to keep Breida. Okay. Uh, but I wanted to at least put that out there as far as the uh, the Daniel Jones option, if you prefer it. Now, watch both of them score. Like like both like watch Breida break one for like thirty and score a touchdown, and then watch you know Daniel Jones on the three rush one in. It's going to be a crazy night. Look, good on him. So I, I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but we saw what happened with Anthony Richardson, right? Yeah, rookie Colts quarterback uh, rushing it in for a touchdown and then having to leave the game with a concussion. Daniel Jones is an aggressive quarterback. I say aggressive in the way that he chooses to tuck and run. He can take some hits at times. I hope that the idea behind this rationale of Matt Breida as the anytime touchdown score is that Daniel Jones won't do that quite as much and that maybe he'll be willing to hand the ball off. But we'll see. I, I get it. Just It's just that without Saquon there, um, you know, the guys that they have on that roster, which is why, you know, when Saquon was was fighting for that contract, you know, negotiation, that's why Giants fans were nervous because the running backs on the roster after Saquon, you just don't you don't have quality depth. So you got decent guys, but not quality. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you're looking at Daniel Jones being Mr. Everything, like Stat said. So I feel like this is a redux of week one. So in week one, we had the Chiefs coming in with no Travis Kelsey. But it wasn't official by any means at that point. It was going to be a game time decision. I think it's important, again, for the people to have the context. We're recording this early Wednesday morning, so things could obviously change. But at this point, Saquon Barkley has not been officially ruled out. In fact, yesterday, Tuesday, Giants head coach was asked and pressed, like, hey, is Saquon going to play or are you going to officially rule him out for Thursday? And the answer was, eh, I mean, he's a fast healer. I'm not going to rule anything out just yet. Yeah. But I think we all agree. We're not we're not going to see Saquon, right? Yeah, Dave's is doing some gamesmanship right there. That's all that is. And even if he plays, like, okay, great. You want to play a severely injured Saquon Barkley against the Niners defense? Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. He's a decoy at that point. You're wasting a you're wasting an active roster spot. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think we see Saquon, but I think it's important again just to know that he has not officially been declared out for the game. So stranger things have happened. Looking at this game, kind of big picture, we have some bets of the week. I know last week we we had some stats. I'll give you a second if you want to go ahead and try to look for one too that you might see. Oh, I've got it. Oh, you're, you're ready. I'm well, ready. Well, I'll, I'll start with mine. So. This is going to be – I didn't want anything that was a favorite. I wanted to pick something that might be more of an underdog bet. So I got New York Giants kicker Graham Gano kicks over one-and-a-half field goals. So two or more field goals in the game by the Giants gets you plus 145. Spence, what do you got? Stats, why don't you go first? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Which is code for I haven't done my homework. Uh, no, let me do it real quick. No, that's it, what that means. That's not that what it was. Very, the one that no, I, you know what? Be quiet. Turn you. You can turn your homework in. The teacher's going to come by and check it. That's fine. Stats. You go ahead and save it. See, this is what you do. You try to embarrass me in front of company. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You try to embarrass me in front of company when you don't know what you're talking about. Like last week, you tried to accuse me of cheating on our, our Marvel question when I was texting my mother about breakfast or lunch. This time, you're telling me I didn't do my homework when, in fact, I'm actually trying to change it because I feel like I'm being like a little less aggressive on things when normally I'm more aggressive. So I wanted to come out and just and, and put pedal to the metal. It's OK. Sure. And and just to be clear, too, I would. Right now, I'm also texting your mother about 
lunch too. So that that is my bad. My apologies. I'm sorry. Stats, go ahead. What is your bet of the week? <laughs> I'm going George Kittle anytime touchdown scorer. It's plus 175. They basically haven't taken George Kittle out of the packaging yet this year. He's kind of been more of a blocker because they've had some going up against some really good pass rushers. The Giants don't have as good a pass rushers as the Niners have faced. No TJ Watt, no Aaron Donald. So I think you're going to see Kittle more as a receiver, especially if IU can't play. So I think you're going to go Kittle. Anytime touchdown score, he always has like two or three games a year where he just goes berserk and puts up like 150 yards and two scores. I think this could be one of those games. So Kittle, anytime touchdown score, plus 175. After three catches for 30 yards last week. Yeah, that's that's what George does, though. If you go look at his career, he's got a mm-hmm. bunch of those games and a couple of games where he single-handedly wins you your fantasy week. All right, Spence, now that you've had time to do your homework and to get everything together and turn it in, what do you have? All right. Well, for mine, I'm going to I'm going to um, double down on what I said earlier. I think I think when you look at this game, it's it's impossible for me to believe that Christian McCaffrey doesn't have an amazing day. I think I mean, you could you I could do one for his rushing total. You know, he's he's had an amazing season so far. But I think this one is going to be um, the vintage Ladanian Thomason version of Christian McCaffrey. We're going to get, you know, five or six receptions plus a, a, a go off time on the ground. So I'm going to take the over four and a half. Uh, for receptions for Christian McCaffrey, that's at plus 130. So, you know, you can get your money back and a little bit more on there and uh, look for look for Christian to go off. No, I, I agree. I also saw an alternate rush receiving, so total offense line for Christian McCaffrey. That prop was plus 110 if he gets over 125 total yards of offense. So if Christian McCaffrey gets over 125 yards of offense, that's rushing and receiving, that's plus 110. So those are pretty good odds, I think, there, too. I feel like that's easy money. Stats, what do you think? I think Christian McCaffrey is the offensive player of the year. Um, He has, so far, he's broken off a 65-yard touchdown run and a 51-yard run last week. He's going to break a big one, and that's the huge part of hitting a bet like this is getting so much of those yards in one chunk play because then you have the rest of the game to chip away at the total. Uh, I think i take the over on that one. Yeah. So I I don't want to skip too far ahead to our, uh, or I say our, Spence's Thor Award since everyone's just piling on Christian McCaffrey. So before we talk about him, let's talk about some of the other players this game for fantasy football purposes. Now, we talked about Ayuk maybe not playing. We've also talked about how uh, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan and that opening script, we expect them to go down and score a touchdown potentially. Who are we thinking? It sounds like stats. You think this is going to be George Kittle's week. I could see this being another Debo Samuel week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounds like everyone thinks that Christian McCaffrey is going to have a good game. Is that right? Well, I do, but I also think, so for the Thor Award, like we mentioned before, so if this is your first time listening to the show, the Thor Award, we typically uh, give it to both a player that we feel like will be the best player in all for the game, but then also for fantasy value, what player we think, win or lose, if they lose the game, they can still give you the most value for fantasy points. I think I'm actually going to go with Daniel Jones here. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be, um, you know, anything like he he's not going to, he's not going to do anything. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Patrick Mahomes, but this game, he has to be everything. And because of that, he's going to give you rushing yards. He's going to give you passing yards. He's going to get touchdowns, whether that's on the ground or a couple through the air. So I'm, I'm thinking Daniel Jones here is going to look like, you know, a, a watered down version of LeBron James in Cleveland tonight. So we're going to see a, a really big day out of him. So my Thor work for fantasy goes to Daniel Jones. The power 
Yeah, I don't hate that, but as a reminder to the people, last week you said it was going to be Alexander Madison. I did. So I did. You know, yikes. Well, You're already super, cursing Daniel Jones. Super yikes. Let me tell you, the, the Vikings need to – they missed Dalvin Cook. We're not, I know we're not talking about him, but they, they need a running back situation. They need to figure that out quickly. It is very clear, though, who the Thor Award – by the way, when we say Thor Award, stats hit the sound effect. The power of Thor! It's got to be pretty obvious that it's Christian McCaffrey. We just all spent the past 30 minutes gushing over the guy. So Christian McCaffrey is going to have a huge day. Over 100 yards of offense, at least one score, maybe two. It's going to be a Christian McCaffrey day. Daniel Jones might put up respectable numbers. That's fine. But this is clearly a Christian McCaffrey kind of day. It is. Or but, night. Well, it is, but uh, it's also um, Debo Samuel. Like the. So I just feel like the 49ers have more weapons and I feel like it's going to be spread around a lot more. McCaffrey's going to go off, but I think when you look at it overall, the value for one player, I think Daniel Jones has to do more for his team to even be competitive versus what McCaffrey will be able to do just because he will have more opportunities because Debo Samuel's there, George Kittle's there, you know, so he'll have more opportunities. Daniel Jones has to have a huge game to even be competitive. You know, another player who I'm liking, not necessarily for the Thor Award, but someone whose name we haven't said for this game, Stats talked about George Kittle. But I want to look at the tight end on the other side. So with no Saquon Barkley, I think Darren Waller could have a decent game. And and I see Stats already shaking his head saying, no, we're, we're going to shut down Darren Waller. He's not going to get anything. So go ahead. Tell the people why I'm wrong. There's a guy wearing red and his number is 54 and he's the best coverage linebacker in the NFL. Fred Warner is just going to be on Darren Waller all game long. That's the only threat now with Saquon Barkley out, right? He's your number one receiving threat for the Giants. Fred Warner is incredible. We've seen him carry CeeDee Lamb in the slot, so it's not like Darren Waller is going to be able to run away from him. I just I think that that's the one guy the Niners have circled, and they're saying this is the only threat we have to worry about in the passing game. Yeah, I agree, but at the same time, too, I think you can move – Waller around the formation. You don't have to put him in the slot. Go, line him out wide. Do what you need to to get a, a mismatch and get a favorable matchup for the Giants. And Waller can hopefully, whether it's using his size or his speed, can take advantage of some matchup that they can find on the 49ers defense. You know, for me, I actually think tonight you're going to be surprised. I think um, take a keep an eye out for like last week. I told you, you know, keep an eye out for uh, Harrison Phillips. He had a couple good plays on defense. He had a bad play on defense too, but. This week, I'm saying take a look out for Isaiah Hodgins on offense for the for the Giants. I think he's one of those receivers that he kind of got an opportunity last year because they didn't have any receivers. And he kind of gained some favor with Brian Dayball and with that offense. And I think now he's in a position where, you know, nights or games like this when Saquon's out and, you know, the receiving core still isn't super strong. I agree with you. I think Darren Waller is going to be the focal point of that defense. And because of that is going to give Isaiah Hodgins and, and those other receivers some opportunities uh, to catch some passes. And I think Hodgins shows up every time. Well, I'll do a little side bet with you stats. George Kittle, Darren Waller. I'm going to say Darren Waller finishes the game with more receiving yards than George Kittle. Mm. Can I make a contingent on whether or not Ayuk plays? Nope. Mm. It's Wednesday morning, so take it now. All right. I'll take Kittle. I'm going to back it up, right? I've been pumping him up all show. I got to stick with it. So, okay, I'll take Kittle. You can take Darren Waller. And when I win, 
I would like your heartfelt, heartfelt apology next week on the program. <laughs> He's going to be apologizing Deal. a Deal. lot. <laughs> All right. So we talked about the Thor Award. We, we've talked. We've mentioned then Marvel. I think that's a good transition to get into our Marvel Marvel trivia question of the week. All right. So the past two weeks, uh, Stats has given us a Marvel question to both me and Spence on the fly. So obviously, there's no prep for it. We don't know what the question Bombed is. It. It. Uh, yeah, we, we we didn't do so hot last week. Okay, <laughs> but this week we're looking for redemption. So Stats is going to ask us the question. I think because I won week one, I'll get the chance to answer first and potentially embarrass myself. Uh, and then we'll go from there. So, Spence, first, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get it. All right, Stats, let's go. Go easy on us this week, Stats. It was rough last week. Go easy on us. Okay, so this question is really hard. Uh, if it's too hard, we may have to go to another one. But after you embarrassed me, I thought I was being real tough in week one, and you both destroyed me because it was apparently too easy. Here we go. Thor has never had a conversation with which Avenger? So when we say Avenger, we mean like the Avengers from the first movie, or are we counting everyone? Like in the final scene of Endgame, those are all Avengers. I said what I said. Oh, well, in the final scene? No, but... Because he says, because Captain America says Avengers symbol. I'm not saying, it's not the scene at the end, like, because Howard the Duck is in the scene at the end, and Thor did not have a conversation with Howard. I'm saying, like, this person was an actual Avenger. Man, this was tough. Uh, I'll just throw out Hawkeye then as as my guess. That is incorrect. Black Widow? Final answer? Yeah. Incorrect. Oh, for two on the Marvel trivia question. The correct answer is Spider-Man. See, no, I no, thought that's that. Incorrect. But that's Yeah, we, we can't do that. What are you talking about? We, we can't call him an Avenger. He was deputized by Tony Stark. As an Avenger on the ship in Infinity War, he became an I Avenger. I literally was thinking that, but at the same time, that's tough because, yeah, I, I was trying to think in the first movie. Okay. Because at first I was thinking Bucky, Bucky, but you know, like they never, but he's not technically an Avenger. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was saying, like, is he in the movie or did, but okay, you got us, you got to stump. Tony says, you're an Avenger now. Remember, he like knights him on the ship. Did that count? Is that a thing? Is that what it takes to be an Avenger? That's what it takes? I didn't think that counted. No. I, How could it not? He literally says you're an Avenger. But Tony Stark isn't like the leader of the Avengers. Like he's not S.H.I.E.L.D. Like they, they S.H.I.E.L.D. put the Avengers together. I don't know. Remember when, when Hawkeye says to Wanda, if you walk out that door, you're an Avenger? Like there's a clear pattern okay. of Avengers deputizing other people to become part of the group. You got us. You got us stumped. All right, fine. Well, give us the the prop. Okay, so this good grief. <laughs> maybe I need to get easier on those. We'll we'll consider it. Um, okay, this is a simple bet, but I think it's interesting. Brock Purdy passing yards over or under two thirty and a half. Under. Um. Well, I have to go over because that's part of my parlay. Brock Purdy for his career, by the way, just so everybody knows, throws for hundred and sixty three yards per game. Yeah, and, and I think that especially, Spence, I'm, I'm surprised that you're picking the over if you think that the 49ers are just going to blow this one away. feels like a whole bunch of rushing. No, I, I, to me it feels like a first half with a lot of craziness going on. Um, so I think I think he, he'll get the bulk of that in the first half. He'll have 175 by halftime. All right, so around the NFL, I guess we have to cover those news next. Uh, Saquon Barkley is obviously the biggest piece of news. 
that is obviously affecting this Thursday night game. Uh, uh, we, we covered. I would argue Nick Chubb's news is a little bit bigger than Saquon's. Yeah. So did everyone see the Man. the injury? I still haven't it seen it. Brutal. I can't actually watch though. I've never seen that. I've never seen the Willis McGahee knee injury because right? when they're so bad that the network says we are not showing this to people again, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. So if you haven't seen it, I probably wouldn't. The, the reason why I say that that news might not be quite as big, obviously, that's personally for Nick Chubb and for the Browns a bigger deal. But he's out. He's he's done for the season. That that's already clear. And now the the Browns have come in and said Jerome Ford's going to be our guy. Obviously, Kareem Hunt has already met with the Browns again in light of this news. I think the Saquon news is a bigger deal just because we don't know what's going to happen here. Obviously, the team's playing coy about whether he's officially going to be out for Thursday. I think we all agree again that we're not going to see him. But is this a one-week absence? Is this a three-week, two-week, four-week, six-week? Is this something that gets re-aggravated later? I think this is a, a really interesting piece of news and a story that we're going to have to follow in the next couple of weeks. I agree. I just think I, I just think Chubb is a little bit more because I think the Browns have a very good roster. Um, I, I think Deshaun Watson has to figure out what the heck he's doing, but I think the Browns have a good roster, but I think now they have to completely recalibrate, um, which is why you're looking at a Kareem Hunt or whoever. With with the Giants, okay, you got a couple of weeks where you have to figure out offensively what you want to do with no Saquon, but he's coming back. So I just think that the – and the bigger conversation, actually, if we tie them both together is, you know, the running back injuries, the running back injuries and these contracts. Like so two of the two of the running backs um, that most people feel would deserve a contract if you're going to give a big contract to running backs, both now go down uh, with injuries. Saquon's is not as serious, but, you know, look, man, these guys aren't protected for the long. And I get it. We're talking about guys making millions of dollars. But at the same time. You know, they're putting their bodies out there like that and, and they're overused and then they end up getting hurt. I, I, I really wish we could figure out something in the NFL when it comes to these contracts for running backs and, and make it a little bit more fair for them across the board. Yeah, because we're not just talking about Chubb. We're not talking about Barkley. You've got to add in Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. You've got to add in J.K. Dobbins. It has been a rough opening three weeks. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, still mm-hmm. on the, the pup list for the Colts. So. You're talking about some of the top running backs in the NFL. Uh, let, let's hope Christian McCaffrey uh, can stay injury-free this week. Yeah, for sure. So let's look then across the entire Week 3 slate for bets of the week that you might see. Stats come in with this one, too. Uh, now we're moving off the 49ers. So this isn't 49ers-Giants. This is Sunday, Monday, any game that sticks out, whether it's a spread, a line, anything in the world. You see anything that jumps off the paper to your stats? Yeah, I got to go with Miami minus six against Denver. The Dolphins are on fire right now. They are leading the world in offense. It's not even close. The Dolphins have 925 total yards on the season. The next highest team is the Rams. They have 812. So the Dolphins are almost 100 yards up on the next closest team on them. The Broncos are a disaster. Russell Wilson stinks. I mean, they needed a Hail Mary at the end of that game just to even have a chance against Washington. I I just think that Miami is absolutely rolling right now. The only thing that can slow them down is an injury to Tua. So I'm going to take the Dolphins minus six at home against the Broncos. I've got in Texans Jaguars. I think that one's going to be a shootout. So I'm not looking at necessarily the winner loser, but I'm liking that over 43 and a half. I think that that game ends up 
putting up a lot of points. Obviously, I think the Jaguars end up winning. But the Texans have shown that they can score some points on offense, too. Nico Collins looks like the real deal at wide receiver. Uh, C.J. Stroud is making strides. Um, so I'm liking the over 43 and a half. Stats. Uh can you can you correct me because your name is stats? I don't know I don't know if they've put up points like nine and twenty. Does that is that considered showing that they could put up points? <laughs> First game was nine, second game was twenty. My statistical degree says no. That is progress. What what that shows me is a trend of plus eleven week over week. <laughs> so what that tells me again, I'm no stats major, but the, what that tells me is we're going to see thirty one points from the uh, Texans offense this week. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, do not listen to Chris on this one. My pick for this is I'm actually taking the Jacksonville Jaguars with that minus nine and a half. They're going to destroy them. And Calvin Ridley didn't have the best day. He made a couple big plays that that were amazing to watch, but he didn't have the best day this well, last weekend. He's going to bounce back. They're going to have a great game. I see they lost that game, and I know it was heartbreaking for them. They they are on the upswing. Look out. Look out for uh, Trevor Lawrence and, and Calvin Ridley. Man, I can't believe you said this is going to be a high-scoring game when the Texans are going to have to. Oh, my God, dude. Well, look, see, if the, if the Jaguars put up 34 points on their own, all I need is nine. Touche. <laughs> from the Texans. So Touché. give me that. That's fine. I don't care where the points come from. It's combined. They've shown they can put up point stats. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Nine plus 20. <laughs> Here we go. This is going to look. They're going to put up over 20 points against this uh, Jaguars defense. I'm telling you now. Okay. That's a side bet I'd be willing to make with you. All right. And when I hit that one, look, I'm just going to have to have you guys line up and apologize to me sequentially. Let's do it. Because it's so not Texans are going to score 20 or more. We'll say 20 and a half. I'll actually give you 21 or more against the Jaguars. Let's go. Well, let's see then. So unless we got anything else, Spence, Stats, anything else? Let's go. Then Stats, hit us with the outro and take us home. <laughs>